Hello everybody, it is Michael back with another episode of the Under Pressure Podcast. I've been really appreciating you guys' support on the show, but you guys have been showing a ton of love. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to leave a like. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. About 50% of the people watching the videos aren't subscribed, so it would mean a lot. If you did, hit that subscribe button. Uh, check out my clips channel linked in the description. And make sure to download on any audio platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. There's so many apps that you can download and listen to the Under Pressure Podcast on. And yeah, let's get right into it. Talking about Heat versus Lakers first. Uh, game two of this one was definitely a really really disappointing one as even though it was a 10 point game uh 10 point loss for the miami heat and it was pretty uh consistently like a 10 point game throughout it never felt like the heat had a chance no matter what run they went on it always felt like the lakers were in control of the game especially it was tough to see in that third quarter when the heat were playing really good like they scored 39 in that third quarter even then the game never felt close because LeBron and Anthony Davis were incredible this game. LeBron had 33 points, 56%, uh, hit three of eight threes, uh, seven rebound, uh, nine rebounds, nine assists, zero turnovers. Just an incredible performance from LeBron in this one. He played really, really good. Uh, and then Anthony Davis, 32 points, 75%, uh, 14 rebounds. Like, he was insane this game. Really good performance from him. In that third quarter, whatever the Heat were doing to try and stop him just wasn't working. He was hitting some tough shots, hitting those mid-range shots that he's been hitting like crazy in the playoffs. And then uh, whenever he had a mismatch on him, he was attacking, which you love to see. Because sometimes Anthony Davis, even though with him being one of the best players in the whole world, he could still have stretches where he's just not as aggressive as you want him to be. Uh, but he was fully aggressive this game and was really, really good. Uh, just took full advantage of the heat lacking Bam Adebayo, which was huge to see. And yeah, really great performance from him. And uh, through these first, uh, through the first two games, he looked like the Finals MVP. He is was truly playing great. And then, I mean, uh, there wasn't really many other people who stepped up, but Rajon Rondo did have a great game. 16 points, hit three of his four threes, got 10 assists, and him and LeBron were a big reason why the zone just completely didn't work. As him and LeBron were tearing up the zone, uh, just the IQ of those two guys is makes it basically impossible to run the zone because obviously the zone has issues, and when you have uh, two of the greatest playmakers of all time on the same uh, team and on the same core at the same time. It's just really hard to stop that because it worked against teams like the Celtics, where even though the Celtics have decent playmakers, like Marcus Smart, very solid playmaker. We saw Jason Tatum step up as a playmaker, Kemba Walker, uh, Gordon Hayward. They don't have a true, like one of the best playmakers of all time. And uh, the Lakers have two of that, and it just made it super tough for the zone to stop. We saw some really nice plays, like the play where it was like the jump pass where LeBron got it, and he threw it to AD in the dunker spot, and AD uh, uh, dunked it down. Uh, Rondo hit a couple floaters when he kind of uh, made the Heat make a decision to either go out on him or uh, guard the dunker spot, and he was hitting those floaters, which is really nice. And it just made that uh, zone, like I said, which has been so effective for the Heat, uh, just a big issue, to be totally honest. And a uh, really nice performance from uh, Rondo. 
he just continues to step it up in the playoffs. I honestly don't know how he does it. I don't know how he can look so bad at certain points throughout an entire season and then perform so well uh, during the playoffs. It's truly impressive, and I'm so uh, excited to see if LeBron if uh, Rondo can keep this up because it's really fun to watch, to be honest, because he's making some great passes. He's hitting his threes, and even though... Uh, I'm an unbiased fan overall as someone who is a Celtics fan and someone who started watching basketball when it was like prime Rondo error and really like got into it after the big three left and it was basically only Rondo. It's super fun to see him succeed in his old age and throw those passes to AD. It's just uh, they're the Lakers are just super fun to watch and that one two punch of AD and LeBron is so impressive and you can really see that with uh the Lakers, other guys not stepping up that much, except for Rondo, and them still controlling throughout. Uh, the Lakers are just incredible, man. One, uh, an unstoppable team, basically. And I'm so impressed by the run they've gone on this playoffs. It's been great. Uh, and if they even hit their threes at a slightly below average rate uh, for the league, it's almost impossible to beat them. Like, they hit their threes at 34% like they did in this game, and it's hard to beat them uh, with those with that one-two punch, man. It's just, it's just insane to watch how good they are. And on the Heat side, I mean, Jimmy Butler had a, a good performance. Do not get me wrong. Like, 25 points, 13 assists. Uh, his passing is so impressive. Like, I obviously knew he was a good playmaker, and he's been a good playmaker for years. But sometimes he just throws some really, really impressive passes that I just don't expect from a guy like him. And he's proven to be one of the better playmakers in the league, even though his assists may not always show that. Uh, but sometimes I just want to see Jimmy Butler be more aggressive like, there's moments in the game where he has, like, a switch with uh, KCP on him, and KCP is a decent defender, but it's like, Jimmy, come on, like, you have to either get, uh, score or get fouled, and sometimes he's, I just feel like he's too okay with uh, giving the ball to his teammates and not really taking over enough, but still, again, a nice performance by him. He gets to the line uh, like crazy, and he's uh, super efficient when he gets to there, so... Uh, a decent performance, but I just want to see him be a little more aggressive and just try and take over more. Uh, Tyler Hero was fine this game. Uh, nothing special from him. 17 points, but only shot 5 of 12. Uh, the real big thing that stood out was uh, Kelly Olynyk, 24 points, 9 of 16, 3 of 7 from 3. Uh, even though he's a defensive liability, and that almost kind of evens it out with him scoring 24, because uh, as long as he's in the game, it's hard for the Heat to hide him, especially with AD going crazy like he was. And he was like their only big out there. Uh, but just the threat of him being able to shoot and him like running around screens and stuff is something uh, that is nice. A new dynamic to the Heat to have a guy who could just run around out there and try and pull their big men out of the paint. to so open it up for guys like Jimmy Butler to attack the hole. Uh, opened up for guys like even Tyler Hero to try and get to the basket and get to the free throw line. He got to the line six times. So it's cool to see that dynamic. dynamic. But again, defensive liability out there. And uh, the Lakers will try and attack him whenever he's out there. So you would love to see Bam at a bio back. We're all hoping he's back by game four because we just want to see competitive basketball at the end of the day. I think even Lakers fans. I mean, Lakers fans would want 
to blow out every game. But you'd probably want those guys to be healthy so you don't hear these excuses that they had injuries. Uh, and definitely as an unbiased fan who just wants to see the best basketball, I want to see Bam Adebayo healthy because I was looking forward to the Bam Adebayo and AD matchup so much because we saw the crazy things Bam was able to do in previous series. And he is one of those guys who, uh, one of the rare guys in the league who can match up to Anthony Davis with him being so agile on his feet, but still being so strong and uh, heavy enough to guard AD in the post. So uh, I definitely want to see him be back. I'm not so sure about Goran Dragic's health right now because Bam, at least, it was just a shoulder strain. Like, I think he'll be able to be back by game four. Goran Dragic's injury definitely sounded a little more serious, which is a tough loss for the Heat as he was huge for them, and I thought he was going to be huge in the series with the Lakers uh, not being the best at guarding guards like that, uh, with him being so shifty. And he was just killing it in the playoffs. Uh, He was killing it against my Celtics, and it's it's, uh, fun to watch him with how crafty he is around the basket like that euro step is so nice uh, his floater game is incredible to watch and his his mid-range uh off the pick and roll he his pull-up mid-range was really good he was hitting his threes at a great rate and that just uh takes away a super dynamic offensive piece for the heat so you definitely just want to see those guys get back at some point and just try and make this a closer series uh, because those are two pivotal players for them. And you got to see guys like Duncan Robinson be better, too. Uh, two of seven, he definitely has had a bit of a slow start to the series. And, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Heat are outmatched for talent because of those two top guys in L.A. So they have to play nearly perfect. And they played far from perfect with them getting tore apart with the zone. And even though they shot well uh, and they played good on offense... Uh, they really could just never get the necessary stops for, uh, to stop the Lakers from uh, continuing to just keep that lead. And they just steadily had that lead the entire game. The, the Heat couldn't come back because they just couldn't put everything together. They'd have a good stretch of being great on offense, and then they couldn't stop anything on defense, and AD was hitting mid-ranges like crazy. And then they'd have a good stretch on defense, and the shots just weren't hitting. They just couldn't put everything together, and it was uh, kind of a sad game to watch because the Heat didn't even play a bad game. Uh, they just didn't play a perfect game, which they basically have to to beat this incredible Los Angeles Lakers team. But in Game 3, we saw an incredible all-time legendary performance from Jimmy Butler, man. Uh, it was so fun to watch. It was just an insane performance with him, from him uh, with his team uh, backs against the wall and a game that was going to decide if they could stay in the series or if their season was over. Jimmy Butler put up 40 points on 70%. 11 rebounds, 13 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He was just doing absolutely everything out there for the Miami Heat. And again, a legendary performance from Jimmy Butler. Nothing short of that. And I was so, so impressed by him. Uh, This is what I wanted to see from him. He was mismatch hunting. He was running the pick and roll like crazy to try and get a switch. And when he would get a switch with a guy like KCP on him, he was going straight at him. Uh, just non-stop attacking, and that's what you need out of a player who is arguably a top 10 player in the league. You need to see him be aggressive throughout the game, and that's what, the type of performance that the Heat need when they're uh, shorthanded because of talent and because of injuries. 
uh, and I was just so happy to see Jimmy Butler do this because even as someone who's not like a big fan of him, he's just a guy that's for me at least easily uh, easy to root for. And I was so happy to see him just keep the heat alive. It doesn't even have to be a seven-game series, even though, obviously, I want the series to go as long as possible. If it's a seven-game series and it comes down to a game seven where the heat could pull off one of the biggest upsets in NBA history or we could see LeBron get his fourth ring, like, that'd be so, so exciting. Uh, But as long as this is, like, a close six-game series, I'll be happy. And hopefully the Heat can continue to perform like this because it was uh, nice to see them. Hopefully they can get healthy. And I just hope guys like Duncan Robinson could start hitting his shots uh, because, like I said before, he's been very disappointing this series. I thought he was going to be a big problem for the Lakers, just someone that they were always going to have to chase around. And it's definitely nice to have his gravity out there because even when he's not hitting shots, it's not like you're going to get off Duncan Robinson because it's always the threat that he can just, uh, pull off like four made threes in a row and the heat go on a big run because of that uh but he's got to start hitting his shots more and yeah got to see him play better but uh he's still a nice just threat to always have out there uh just because of his gravity and they do a good enough job of hiding him on defense we definitely uh saw them uh not switch as easily on the screen which was nice to see because uh the previous game lebron was hunting guys like duncan robinson and tyler hero on screens a bunch uh but he did a really good job of getting over to getting over the screen uh, making it hard for lebron to score and still getting a good matchup getting uh keeping a guy like jimmy butler or a guy like jay crowder andre gudala on him and then the zone was definitely way way more effective uh, for the Miami Heat in this one as they did a really good job of forcing turnovers and overall just played really well in the zone. I love what I saw from uh, the Miami Heat in this one and they played a near-perfect game. Uh, Kelly Olynyk stepped up big off the bench and had 17 and was less of a defensive liability as Eric Spolscher did a really good job of fighting him. Andre Godala, while in only playing 16 minutes, played some really good defense on uh, Anthony Davis, Tyler Hero, even though he didn't have a good game overall, definitely hit some timely shots, got the and one where he was mean mugging and everybody was making fun of him uh, and had a big three late. Overall, just a really good performance from the Heat. And I hope they can continue to play like this because, man, if they can continue to play like this and they get uh, certain guys to come back, if they can get Bam especially, uh, this can be a really, really exciting, fun series. And it looked like uh, in the first two games, we were about to see the most boring uh, final series of all time, which would have been so sad uh, and such an anticlimactic ending to such an exciting season where so many storylines happened. Uh, we just saw so many crazy things happen this season. The playoffs were so exciting uh, with Luca's crazy buzzer beater, uh, game seven of Toronto versus Boston with the Marcus Smart block. Like, there were so many exciting things that. Uh, Denver's 2-3-1 comebacks. So if we saw it end in the most boring final series of all time, that would have been really uh, lackluster and anticlimactic. But hopefully the Miami Heat can try and make this a series and just make it as close as possible. It doesn't even have to be seven games, like I said. If it can be close throughout the rest of this and end in six games, I'd be perfectly happy. And yeah, great legendary performance by Jimmy Butler and uh, some of the role players stepped up and played solid enough. They shot about they shot 35%. They didn't shoot uh, crazy, but what was most impressive was their ability to get to the line and then 
their star player coming out to play this game. Then on the Lakers side, really, really disappointing performance from them. Obviously, it's not a must-win game. It's far from that as they were up 2-0. But it's one of those games where it's like you can put the nail in the coffin and you can end the series. So to see LeBron, while putting up a solid stat line of 25, 8, uh, eight assists and 10 rebounds, he did have 8 turnovers to come with that. He had some uh, some uh, travels in the fourth quarter that were bad. And overall, his fourth quarter performance was so bad. Uh, he just didn't step up at all. He didn't have... Uh, that closing uh, performance that you would like to see from him. And it just seemed like the Lakers were uh, so flat out there. They really just didn't have that energy. Anthony Davis uh, was in foul trouble early. And it really seemed to get in his head as he was just not aggressive at all on both ends of the floor. Uh, the turnovers that he had early in the game with him having like four in the first quarter definitely seemed to get in his head as well. And I mean, he only took nine shots after being so aggressive the previous game. This is what I'm talking about with Anthony Davis. Even though he's so talented and he's so good, he just has games like this sometimes where he just is way too uh, content with being there. And you got to see a player who can arguably be a top five player in the entire NBA. You got to just see him be more aggressive. And I definitely expect him to come out in game four and have a good performance. I expect LeBron to play way better because these guys are too talented to have multiple performances in a row like that where they're just not stepping up. And even if their box score looks solid, which Anthony Davis definitely doesn't, but LeBron's looks solid. Uh, just watching the game, he didn't really have that impact out there. And he didn't step up when it mattered the most, which is obviously the most important thing. And I mean... Uh, that's the thing with the Lakers is that they rely on those two guys so much. And those two guys are so good. But sometimes if they have a bit of a lackluster game like this, uh, it's going to be hard for them to win. And the weird thing is that some of their guys actually stepped up way more than they usually would. Like Kyle Kuzma, 19 points, 4 of 8 from 3. Marquise Morris, 19 points, 5 of 11 from 3. Those guys stepped up and played a really good game. And they still ended up losing as Rondo wasn't really good this game. Alex Caruso wasn't good. KCP uh, wasn't really anything out there. And then Danny Green only played 16 minutes shot. Oh, four from three. Uh, he just, I don't know what happened to Danny Green, man. Uh, I don't know if this uh, whole break just hit him really hard. And his age is really catching up with him as he is an older player. And we saw signs of regression, like him having a really bad playoffs uh, last year and him not having the greatest regular season this year. But this playoffs has taken it to a whole new level, and he's just been awful for this Lakers team. Uh, so that's weird to see. And it's weird to see the Lakers have some of their role players step up and them still lose. It was just a disappointing performance from them. Definitely expect them to be way better, as we've seen them basically dominate throughout the whole playoffs uh, and maybe like not even give teams hope that they can win the series uh but there you cannot give this heat team hope because this heat team has fight in them they have an incredible coach and they have a guy in jimmy butler who is out there to prove everybody wrong as he's been doubted so many uh times and has been criticized so much by the media he's out there to prove people wrong you got so many undrafted guys so many guys who were drafted late who are just out there to prove uh, people wrong. So the Lakers, I think big uh, game four is a big one for them to try and just put the nail in the coffin, not even give hope that the Heat can be in this series. Because uh, we saw Jimmy Butler like saying they messed up uh, by letting them win this game. And 
that could definitely be a thing, especially if they win Game 4. So, again, crucial that the Los Angeles Lakers win Game 4 and just don't even give this Heat team hope. We're hoping to see Bam Adebayo back uh, for Game 4 because that'll be a really uh, fun thing to actually see the Bam and AD matchup. Hopefully, Bam would actually be fully on AD and they wouldn't be doing the thing where he's uh, a weak side defender for him, even though I understand the strategy. But I just want to see Bam on Anthony Davis. I want to see Jimmy Butler on LeBron. And I want to see a close series. Uh, as an unbiased fan, I would love to see the Heat win game four, uh, tie up the series. But I think uh, uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and this Lakers team are going to come out and uh, basically end the series, theoretically. It'll be 3-1, and we've seen 3-1 comebacks this playoffs, obviously. But I think this Lakers team is too good to give up a 3-1 lead. And uh, hopefully we can just see more good games, more close games like this, and see some drama. This was really, really exciting to watch, and I was so happy to see Jimmy Butler had such an incredible performance. And yeah, shout out to the Heat. Hopefully we can see a good series. Lastly, I do want to talk about NFL Week 3. Now, this was a very, very interesting one with a lot of interesting storylines that I did not expect at all. Uh, going straight in, we got Cardinals versus Panthers. Now, the Cardinals were a team that I believed in a ton going into the season, and my belief was completely reassured uh, by the way they started off the season. But they lose to the Panthers, who have definitely looked much better uh, but the Cardinals should be winning this game. I mean, Kyler Murray only had 133 yards. He did have three touchdowns, and he had 78 yards on the ground, too. Uh, but their offense just wasn't uh, going the same way it was previous games. And it was just a lot of, like, short passes uh, and a lot of punting for them. Like, they punted the ball a lot. Uh, overall, just a really disappointing game for them. Like, they punted the ball five times. They just really couldn't uh, take advantage of the opportunities given to them at all. And then their defense was definitely disappointing in this one. Uh, we didn't see a big play from DeAndre Hopkins like we saw at the previous games, and we didn't see a big Kyler Murray game. I'm definitely a little bit worried about this Cardinals team after I was so in on them uh, as one of the better teams in the NFL. And that first week, uh, first two weeks, I was so excited and so happy to see what they were doing. But they were just disappointing. They really didn't get any pressure uh, at Teddy Bridgewater. They didn't get a single sack. Uh, uh, Patrick Peterson did get an interception. But overall, they got tore up by uh, Teddy Bridgewater, to be honest. 276 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the running game, even without Christian McCaffrey. Like, if they had Christian McCaffrey, this still would have been a bad loss. But they don't have the best player on their team and by far the most valuable player on their team. Uh, and you let Mike Davis get 16 carries for 84 yards, a touchdown. You let uh, Reggie Bonneton, 10 carries, 53 yards. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater had a rushing touchdown. And overall, I mean, they were just so disappointing. Uh, but it's also fun to see the Panthers look good for two weeks in a row. They beat... Uh, uh, Chargers team that has been a bit surprising so far and they were just really impressive in this one and their offense looked pretty good and I am concerned about the Cardinals after if you watched the previous couple episodes and uh, for the first two weeks of the NFL I was giving the Cardinals so much praise and I was so excited because they were a team who are super high on going into the season I think Kyler Murray is phenomenal and I was so excited to see 
what could be unlocked with DeAndre Hopkins uh, as his number one wide receiver now. But uh, two weeks in a row, they disappointed me for sure. Uh, next, I want to talk about Colts versus Bears. Now, this one uh, was a pretty boring one, to be totally honest. The Bears' offense looked very, very bad in this one. I mean, Nick Foles had uh, 249 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. The running game was absolutely nothing. And, uh, I mean, Allen Robinson definitely had a good game. They need to pay that, man. Allen Robinson is so phenomenal. One of the best receivers in the entire NFL easily but overall their offense just couldn't do anything a lot of field goals a lot of punts and yeah they just didn't look good like they had to punt seven times to this one and it's worrying for sure because uh the backup quarterback is mitch trubisky so it's not like you have confidence that you can uh, switch things up as they already switched things up to having uh dick full start and maybe nick Foles is just a guy who has to be a backup a quarterback and can sometimes come in and be a starter occasionally uh, when there's an injury and play for a couple games maybe at this point we've just seen that he can't be a full-time started quarterback I mean I hope uh, I get proven wrong because I would like to see the Bears be good uh, I really like Khalil Mack uh, I think Allen Robinson is phenomenal and I like watching him a lot and I like this defense overall I like guys like uh, Roquan Smith, I'm a big fan of. Eddie Jackson's one of the best safeties in the NFL. I think he's super underrated. Kyler Fu- uh, Kyle, Kyle Fuller is a really good cornerback. And I was just disappointed by the offense. That's the thing that uh, I was always worried about with the Bears, uh, especially if they switched from Mitch Trubisky uh, to Nick Foles. If the offense started to uh, not look good, what were they going to do? Because there's nothing really to go to. And then, I mean, on the Colts side, it, this was definitely more of just a defensive game. It was a lot more slow-paced. Um, Phillip Rivers only had a, 190 yards of touchdown, didn't have an interception. And then Jonathan Taylor had a really good game, uh, 17 carries, 68 yards, uh, average of 4 yards per carry. Just a solid performance from him for sure. And, I mean, nothing really stood out. T.Y. Hilton didn't have a big game. Like, it was more the defense that was impressive. And, obviously, uh to a certain point, the Bears' offense just didn't look good. But you got to give credit to the Colts' defense. They played really good in this one. And it was just a decent performance by them. Uh, nothing much more, nothing much less. Uh, but overall, they've looked good to start the season. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, The Bears have looked good to start the season, too. So nothing to really panic about either of these teams. But you just want to see the offense look better for both of them. Next, Jaguars versus Bengals. We see Joe Burrow get his first win in the NFL, which was really exciting. Uh, He got 300 yards, a touchdown. He did have an interception, uh, but was most impressive. uh, What was most impressive was someone who had disappointed me a lot to start the season, and Joe Mixon. Uh, But in this one, he completely went off, had 20 five carries 151 yards and two touchdowns he was just running all over the Jaguars team and looked really really impressive in this one he had a crazy performance uh, we saw T Higgins the rookie who had dealt with some injuries a bit uh, get four receptions for 77 yards but again what was most impressive was just Joe Mixon and if Joe Burrow can uh, have someone to hand the ball off uh, 
to like Joe Mixon consistently and him having uh, big games like this. Obviously, you don't expect him to have 151 yards and two touchdowns every week. But especially with the big extension uh, he got, you just want to see him be consistent. And this offense is going to be really fun because they have a guy like Tyler Boyd. They have T. Higgins, uh, who I think will be really good. Joe Mixon, uh, also out of the backfield, uh, had six receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown. Like Overall, he just had an insane game. And it's so fun watching Joe Burrow play. Like, honestly, I have not tuned into Cincinnati Bengals games in a while. But even with them not being good, it's hard to not tune in with how fun Joe Burrow is to watch. And just how impressive he is as such a young quarterback. He's just so poised. He's never scared by the moment. And his footwork and stuff in the pocket is so phenomenal. The way he can avoid pressure is something I really haven't seen at, at the level he is right now. I definitely like to see uh, AJ Green be better, but I mean, I think at this point he's just not nearly as good as he used to be. And this team isn't gonna be a great team or anything at all. I don't expect that, but I just want to see fun games and I want to see uh, Joe Burrow continue to do his thing because it's fun to watch. Then I mean, on the Jaguar side, Gardner Minshew did have a really good game: 351 yards, two touchdowns, did have an interception. Uh, James Robinson had a good game as he's having such a good season so far uh, for this Jaguars team. Came out as an undrafted free agent and it's just looked really impressive for them. DJ Chark had a huge game, eight receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns, one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. Uh, it's kind of hard not to go under the radar when you play in Jacksonville, but he's looked really good to start the season and he's uh, having a big uh, start to the season so far. LaVisca Chenault, I really like. Uh, has uh, had five receptions for 86 yards. Uh, he's just looked so, so good so far. And it's fun to see him because he uh, goes out of the backfield a lot. He uh, gets some plays at running back. So it's nice to see that versatility out of him. And he was a player who I was 100% confident in as long as he could stay healthy. Uh, definitely slid down the draft uh, just due to health concerns, which is something that's completely understandable. But as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be a really nice uh, threat for the Jaguars for years to come. Uh, a guy who can just do so many things on offense and will be really fun to watch. I really like watching LaVisca Chenault. And, I mean, the defense uh, didn't play uh, crazy well. Obviously, led up 33 points. And then the biggest issue, like I said, was they were just getting run all over uh, by Joe Mixon. And, I mean, the Jaguars aren't a very good team. You don't expect that. But it's nice to just see some of these young players play well. See guys like LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, James Robinson. If we can continue to see those guys play well, then I'm sure the Bang uh, the Jaguars will be happy with their season as they really never uh, looked like they were going to be in contention. Even though they looked good in some games, you just hope that Gardner Minshew can grow uh, maybe be their franchise quarterback. I'm not 100% sure on Gardner Minshew yet. And you can just hope that some of the young guys continue to grow and that you can get a good draft pick and uh, capitalize on the draft. Next game I do want to talk about, though, is Browns versus Cowboys. This was a super exciting one where the Browns uh, looks good. I mean, again, the Browns have looked good to start the season, and it's super fun to watch. Uh, we saw Baker Mayfield not have a crazy game at all, 165 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but we saw them rely a ton on the running game and then just a lot on short passes, which is uh, Baker Mayfield's forte, and that's where he's best at. We saw that super fun trick play where Jarvis Landry uh, got the passing touchdown to Odell Beckham Jr., 37 yards and a passing touchdown for uh, Jarvis Landry. That was really exciting to watch as they're two 
uh, guys who were together in college and have a super good relationship with each other. So it's just fun to see them out there and running trick plays with each other. That was really exciting to watch. And overall, Odell completely went off this game. He was incredible. He's really reminded us of who he is. Uh, he was dealing with a lingering injury last year, and I just think that really affected him uh, more than a lot of us uh, thought. And again, he's just looked so good this season so far. And this was his true breakout game with the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns look like they could be a team that could contend for a playoff spot obviously they're in a difficult division uh with them having the ravens and uh the steelers in in their division who looked like two of the best teams in the nfl uh but even if they could just show improvement and try and fight for a wild card spot i think this would be a super successful season for them and like i said we've just seen this running game be so effective their running game is so dynamic uh, odell beckham 73 yards on the touchdown he had that huge play to basically seal the game that was so much fun to watch uh Ernest johnson came in 13 carries 95 yards uh kareem hunt had 71 yards and two touchdowns nick chubb did get injured early in the game which is uh, sad to see as he has been insane for the Browns these past couple of years. Been one of the best running backs in the whole NFL. Uh, but we just saw a bunch of people running the ball and we saw uh, it be really effective. And we're just seeing Baker Mayfield unlocked with new coaching and coaching that fits him. We're seeing uh, the best Baker Mayfield, uh, which isn't one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but I think is a solid quarterback who, while put in the right system, can definitely be a guy that you could rely on and he's going to make mistakes sometimes he's still a young quarterback who's growing uh but as long as you're running the ball a ton you're doing short passes and then you get into play action with uh big playmakers like odell beckham jr uh and jarvis landry out there austin hooper has been a super nice pickup for them as david njoku kind of uh, consistently deals with injuries uh and this offense overall just super dynamic super fun to watch i've been uh, loving watching the Browns like they scored 49 points in this one this was a crazy uh super high scoring super high powered game for them and it was really exciting uh shout out to the Browns I hope they can actually be good this year uh they're getting me excited and even though they did almost blow this in the fourth quarter with the uh with the Cowboys scoring 24 points but they didn't end up closing it out with that super fun Odell Beckham Jr. touchdown and on the Cowboys side I mean the offense is really really good the offense for the Cowboys is super impressive we saw them score 24 points in the fourth quarter and storm back after having uh, a scoreless second and third quarter I mean Dak Prescott 500 yards four touchdowns uh, Ezekiel Elliott has definitely been a little disappointing to start the season, but they didn't run the ball anyway that much as they went down uh, early. <laughs> Bless me. I'm sorry. Uh, but what's most exciting about this uh, Cowboys team is watching this past game. Dak Prescott has been very solid to start the season. He did have that interception at the end, which was pretty bad. Uh, but Amari Cooper, 12 receptions, 134 yards, a touchdown. C.D. Lamb has uh, proven already to be an amazing pick for them as he's looked great to start the season. Five receptions, 79 yards, and two touchdowns. Like, he's just looked so good. Uh, he's such a beast. And this offense with him is so dynamic. 
because you have three receivers who are really, really good. You have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. That is tough to stop while having Ezekiel Elliott, who did have 71 uh, receiving yards. I didn't even notice that. And is obviously one of the better running backs in the league. Uh, but, but, but the big issue for this team is that their defense sucks. Oh my goodness. This defense is an embarrassment to watch. And they do not know how to tackle at all. They miss so many tackles in this game. And I felt bad for Dak Prescott, man, because it's not like he can control this at all. Uh, they Their secondary is really bad. Uh, they get burnt a lot in the secondary. And then, like I said, they have a lot of issues with tackling. Uh, their defense is something that they need to figure out very, very soon, or it's going to be a big issue for the rest of the season. And it's going to be a reason why they may not make the playoffs, even in the worst division in football, where the Eagles are leading the division at 1-2-1. One, uh, but the Cowboys simply have to be better on defense. I mean, this Browns offense is good. Don't get me wrong. They're super dynamic with a ton of uh, great pieces. But 49 points, really, really ugly uh, out there for sure. Next, I want to talk about uh, Saints first line real quick. I actually looked like the Saints had a chance to lose this game as the Lions uh, started out uh, scoring 14 points in the third quarter in the first quarter but uh new orleans had a big second quarter scoring 21 and uh just kind of controlled the game throughout uh drew Brees still hasn't looked great to start the season 246 yards two touchdowns one interception uh it's really sad to see a player who's one of my favorite players in nfl history uh just regress like this but the running game is super good for the saints team uh, Alvin Kamara has been great so far. He had 19 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. And then Latavius Murray uh, had 14 carries, 64 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, like I said, that running game is just so good. It's so dynamic. Alvin Kamara is so good out of the backfield as a receiver. And Emmanuel Sanders had his first big game uh, for the Saints so far. So that was fun to see as he was an acquisition who I was super excited to see uh, with the Saints this year. And I'm just ready for Michael Thomas to come back because that's how the Saints are going to get unlocked fully and hopefully look better. I mean, uh, on the line side, they didn't look great, didn't look that bad. Uh, the Saints are the better team. They should win. Uh, Matt Stafford had 206 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. The running game wasn't really much. Uh, and, I mean, they do have weapons on offense. Like, they have Marvin Jones, they have TJ Hawkinson, they have Kenny Galladay, but... They're just simply not a great team. I just think they're pretty average. I expect them to probably go like seven and nine or something. Uh, they're just kind of they're just kind of one of the teams that are just kind of there. Next game I do want to talk about is Vikings versus Texans. The Texans are zero and four, and their season is over. And the concerning thing is, which uh, I saw someone tweet this out on Twitter, and it completely opened my eyes because I forgot about this that. Uh, the Texans do not have their first-round pick. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have their first and second-round pick in this year's draft. So it's not like the, Tex can, uh, the Texans can even just tank. They are in a really, really bad position right now as uh, Deshaun Watson just doesn't really have help. I mean, he had 300 yards and two touchdowns, but without that number one guy, it's tough for him because uh, they have guys who are – they have – just a lot of good receivers, but they don't have the number one guy. Like, Brandon Cooks is good. Will Fuller is good. Uh, Kenny Still is good. Randall Cobb, good. 
Uh, David Johnson is a fine running back. But their offense just isn't explosive enough. And then their defense really uh, isn't that special at all. It's I'd say it's just like slightly below average. And this team just isn't that good, to be totally honest. The DeAndre Hopkins trade was an absolutely massive mistake. It was so idiotic of Bill O'Brien to not just pay one of the best receivers in the entire NFL. And we're just seeing the effects of that because they uh, got... Uh, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for basically nothing. And now we're getting beat by a team who didn't even look good. But what uh, did look good for the Vikings is Dalvin Cook. He's had an insane start to the season so far. 130 yards and two touchdowns. He's just been so good. Kirk Cousins did have 260 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen had a huge game in this one. 114 yards and a touchdown. And then Justin Jefferson has started to truly uh, break out for this Vikings team and has had two big weeks in a row. Uh, he was one of the most talented receivers in the whole draft and a really deep uh, draft for receivers. And he's looked like a great pick for the Vikings so far. Uh, second game with over 100 yards. And he's just a huge threat alongside Adam Thielen for them. So that's been fun to watch. And hopefully, I mean, the Vikings, we're just hoping they can bounce back. Uh, but their defense is still an issue, even though it wasn't really exposed in this one, as the Texans just haven't looked good. Again, really no help around Sean Watson. Uh, the offensive line isn't good. The receiving core isn't that good. And they just haven't looked like a good team. And they don't have their pick, so that's super concerning for them and could put them in a really, really bad position uh, for years to come with them missing that pick. Next game, uh, Seahawks versus Dolphins. Now, this was a pretty interesting one. As the Dolphins actually stayed in this game, Russell Wilson just had a very all right game. And that makes it look bad because of how insane he was the first couple weeks. But he had 360 yards and two touchdowns. Did have an interception uh, very early in the game. And uh, he kind of relied more on his running game in this one. As Chris Carson had a really good game. 80 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, uh, average of five on the ground. DK Metcalf had another big game. As he's just had an incredible season so far. Shout out to DK Metcalf. Only thing is that uh, fumble. I will never... Uh, just forget that because that was such an idiotic play. But four receptions, 160 yards. He's been so great to start the season so far. And it's just an has been an absolute steal uh, for the Seahawks team and is a huge weapon for Russell Wilson along with Tyler Lockett, the most underrated receiver in the NFL. So this offense is just dynamic and really hard to stop, even if it wasn't as uh, incredible as, as it's been in the past couple uh, of games. And then, I mean, the defense showed up. They had uh, two interceptions, forced some nice turnovers, and just looked decent. Uh, it just was an all-right performance for them. I was a little disappointed as they barely beat a Dolphins team that simply isn't very good. And, uh, I mean, the Dolphins' offense just didn't really show up in this game. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 315 yards, but he did have two interceptions, no touchdowns. Uh, they had one rushing touchdown with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was nice to see. And Devontae Parker, I mean, as long as this man can stay healthy, he's one of the best receivers in the whole NFL. It's just all about his health, which has been a big issue. But he's starting to really break out. Uh, he had 10 receptions for 110 yards. was really impressive this game. And Xavier uh, Howard did have an interception in this one. And overall, I mean, it's just nice to see the Dolphins uh, fight against a really, really good team. Uh, they didn't. They only had one touchdown, but they had a lot of field goals, and you know they fought in this game. That's all you want to see out of the Dolphins this year. All you want to see is improvement and them uh, fighting, because 
they could have easily just been really bad this season, and they may be really bad as far as their record, but as long as they're in games, they're showing improvement, then uh, that's what you'd like to see from this team. Next game I want to talk about is Chargers versus Buccaneers. Now, this one was a really interesting one. As the Chargers looked like they were going to win the game, uh, the Chargers were uh, up pretty big, and I've been so impressed by Justin Herbert. He was a pick who I criticized a ton uh, just because I didn't believe in him, to be totally honest. I did not like what I saw at Oregon. I saw a lot of the same issues in basically every single year, and I thought I didn't see much improvement, but he's looked incredible to start uh, the NFL season off. He had an 80% completion, 290 yards, three touchdowns. He had some beautiful throws in there. He had that uh, long touchdown, like, he was really, really good this game. Austin Eckler did go down, which is a big uh, loss for their offense as he's been so good for them these past couple of years. But, yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert is so impressive. And he does have some nice weapons around him for sure, which is fun to watch. Uh, Keenan Allen, 62 yards. Uh, Hunter Henry is one of the better tight ends in the NFL when he can stay healthy, which is a big if. But uh, when he is, again, one of the best uh, tight ends in the whole NFL and this offense is super fun to watch. Uh, I've been really actually enjoying watching Chargers games this year, which I didn't expect at all. And uh, again, they looked like they could have won this game against a good Buccaneers team. Uh, but Tom Brady was incredible to close the game. After starting off slow, he had that pick six. Uh, but he was so, so good to close out the game. He had 369 yards, five touchdowns. Like I said, did have that interception. Uh, but he was just amazing at the end. Uh, was so efficient with everything. I think he only had like one incompletion in his last like 15 throws and was just throwing dots out there. He was throwing beauties. Uh, the running game was really good. And they did have injuries too and beat a Chargers team that, again, has looked good. Uh, so that was really impressive as uh, a couple uh, – just a couple key players were injured with Chris Godwin still being out. OJ Howard going down, which sucks for them as OJ Howard is super talented, a really, really good tight end. Uh, but Ronald Jones definitely stepped up big with Leonard Fournette being down as well. Uh, he had 111 yards on 20 carries. Mike Evans had a massive game. So much fun just watching uh, Tom Brady truly have a number one guy that he can just rely on consistently. And Mike Evans is an absolute beast, one of the best receivers in the whole NFL. He had 122 yards and a touchdown this game. Uh, Scott Miller had uh, five receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown. He's been a really nice piece for Tom Brady to throw to. Uh, very much a Tom Brady guy. Uh, short, white, fast wide receiver. And then uh, uh, Gronk had a reception for 29 yards. And overall, this offense just looked so good uh, towards the end of the game when uh, Tom Brady was just on fire throwing the ball. And it was really, really exciting to watch. I, I love watching this Buccaneers team. As someone who's been a longtime Patriots fan, who uh, just adores Tom Brady, to be honest. Tom Brady is one of my favorite uh, just athletes ever. And even though he left my favorite team, I think that was in the best interest of both teams. And honestly, I just want him to succeed at the end of the day. And I've uh, been happy to see that this Buccaneers team has looked good with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski on it. It's really uh, exciting for me to watch. So, yeah, I really liked watching that game. And I like what I've seen from the Buccaneers so far. They've looked solid for sure. Next game I do want to talk about is Bills versus Raiders. This was a pretty fun game against two teams uh, that has looked uh, that have looked good to start the season so far. Josh Allen continues uh, his tear, 
He had 288 yards and two touchdowns in this one. He's just been one of the best quarterbacks in the whole NFL to start the season so far. He's really shown an, uh, a ton of improvement. And the the weapon of having Stefan Diggs on his team has just been so nice for him. I knew that would be uh, big for him for sure by having Stefan Diggs, but it's been even bigger than I expected. Uh, Stefan Diggs had an incredible game in this one. Six receptions, 115 yards. One of the best receivers in the NFL. Almost goes a little bit under the radar, to be honest, as I feel like he's really not brought up nearly enough in the best uh, receivers in the NFL conversation. But he is incredible. We saw that uh, play where he just completely mossed a cornerback. And he is just having a great start to the season. And this Bills offense has looked much better than I expected. They are 4-0. And they are really, really impressive. And, I mean, the defense, I'd expect to look a little bit better, but it's looked solid enough. And, again, this offense is so impressive. The weapon of uh, Stefan Diggs has just completely unlocked Josh Allen and has made him uh, look so much better, as, as well as the personal improvement he's had. He's improved a ton since last season. And then uh, Derek Carr had a cool game, 311 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, definitely having a much better season than I expected. It looked like they were ready to try and replace him, and they may still want to replace him. As I don't know if he's a franchise guy. He's a very, uh, a very anti Andy Dalton type guy, uh, where it's like, if you have him as your starting quarterback, I mean, you're fine, but like you could get better for sure. And he's kind of just like a placeholder quarterback in my opinion. But they do have a, a very solid uh, running game with Josh Jacobs. Uh, even though he didn't have a good game in this one, only averaged 3.2 on the ground, you expect him to be good almost every game as he's one of the uh, brightest young running backs in the league. And then Darren Waller, other than the Patriots game where the Patriots really game-planned and uh, threw all their best defenders at Darren Waller, other than that, Darren Waller has looked incredible to start the season. His athleticism at tight end has been a uh, a matchup nightmare for basically every team and he had nine receptions for 88 yards he was just so so good this game a uh, really impressive performance from him shout out to him and i expect him to continue to look great uh, and hopefully we can just see some of their guys get healthy henry ruggs uh, has been uh, i think he's been in and out a bit due, just due to injuries and i think this offense could honestly be deadly at a certain point when all their guys are healthy and I'd be interested to see what happens in the future for them. I'm super interested about the future of Derek Carr because, like I said, he can be a solid enough quarterback, but I don't know if, if that's what they want, especially moving in to a new arena. Uh, next year, we'll probably have fans back in, so you may want some new excitement to add to the team. So that's going to be interesting. I think this draft will be uh, pretty uh, interesting for them but yeah i've been impressed by the raiders so far they've actually looked very solid and they've had to face some tough competitions they had to face a really good bills team and they had to face a really good patriots team and they've stayed in those games uh but yeah that's been my nfo week three recap we do got some exciting games tonight uh well actually never mind really because falcons packers packers are gonna win that and the patriots chief i was so so excited for uh but Cam Newton went down with COVID-19, and he's going to be out. So that's going to be really, really uh, sad to watch. Brian, Hoar, Brian Hoyer in there. And I just got a notification that Sony Michelle is not traveling uh, with them due to, uh, uh, due to a quad injury. So, yeah, that game's probably a bit of a wash, even though it looked like it was going to be really exciting. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Under Pressure Podcast. Make sure to leave a like on YouTube. Make sure to check out Clips channel. Make sure to uh, download. And yeah, it's been Michael. Peace out.